Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Freedom Friday show. Yep. And this is Miss Kapow. And today's date is July 7th, 2017. Happy 4th of July. 777. I know. Isn't that uh, interesting? Very. You know, today, Miss Kapow, there are so many crazy stories that, I mean, I had to stop somewhere, (laughs) but there were like a million crazy stories to do. But just to give the listener a taste i had to call the show the dullard dispensation those Mm. that are familiar with the ages and dispensations of things like you know in christianity we're under the dispensation of grace rather than dispensation of law Mm -hmm. in the world we're under the dispensation of dullardness yep dullardness it i mean humanity dude is de-evolving at a Oh, a breakneck pace. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yep. And dullard is a stupid, foolish person. Mm-hmm. They're a dullard. They're an idiot. So we're going to talk about, oh, my Lord. I know. <sighs> Genderless babies. Babies for trans women who were born men. I know. Uh, they're going to talk about. Having procreation without having to have sexual intercourse in the future. And then these Japanese men who are absolutely in love with their sex dolls. So gross. And then we're going to bring it. Ah. We're going to bring it home, Miss Kapow, around our area. We're going to do two Las Vegas stories because Las Vegas is a poop hole. It is a sewer, folks. Don't buy the commercials. Mm-mm. Las Vegas is a sewer. I'm not going to give it away about Mm. what this guy did in public Uh -uh. in a planter in a planter. I'm not going to even give it away. I'm going to, but it has something to do with, Oh, can't even talk about it. (laughs) And then, uh, lost, uh, well, all of Nevada, not just Las Vegas, but all of Nevada just legalized marijuana July 1st. That was a big whoop de doo I want to read some of those stats and numbers. So I get to watch this, uh, state crash and burn kind of like Colorado is a lot of people have leaving Colorado to come here because of all the potheads and all the problems in Colorado. But now it's here. There's nowhere to go. And of course, California, I believe, um, either in January, is going to become legal yes. there. At some point soon, this could be legal. So this is recreational dope, hardcore dope. Uh, the people around here that I've talked to have been pretty excited about it. Yeah, but you know what really annoys me is the ones that say, you know, as long as they're not hurting anybody, yeah. who cares? But really, they are. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And that's, I told, uh, we have a guy, a 
that we know from the gym. And we were having that discussion the other day. And he goes, well, he's like, I can care less, you know, if they're long, so don't hurt anybody. I go, well, yeah, they stay at home. But as soon as they get behind the wheel of the they car, won't. now they've involved me, you know. Or if I'm trying to buy something at a store or, or and they're stoned, now they've involved me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And then for, you know, if you're already old and retired, well, go ahead and smoke dope and die. But, you know, young people, they're all stoned and whacked out. I mean, what are they doing for, I for jobs? And I don't know. Anyway, it's beyond me. Let's see. And then uh, we're going to talk about uh, something that I just discovered and Ms. Kapow just discovered. Uh, texting lanes that there are some places that actually have lanes for people that are so dullard mm-hmm. that they needed their own lane to text because they, they're bumping into other people. This is a crazy world. It really is. It's not my party. Uh, if it was, it'd be over <laughs> because I mean, I just don't see it. I'm just such an apocalypto. And I, I know and, and, <laughs> it's hard to imagine it. Yeah. Going in this direction and turning out good. <laughs> and how much worse can it possibly be? I mean, I know pedophilia is on the rise. After that, I, I don't know what else, how, how much, how, how lower they can go. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's lower than pedophilia? I mean. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. So anyway, why don't you give the scripture reading and then we'll start with this wonderful positive show that we have. All righty. We're going to read from Genesis 1, 24 through 28. And it says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his Im- in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over this fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Pretty basic stuff, really, when it comes to science and bio- biology. Male and female, mm-hmm. may he, him, may thee, them, you know, mm-hmm. procreate, replenish. You see, now, I'm no scientist, Ms. Kapow. I think you know that. But I do understand that you can't mix two species, different species together. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, then that outcome is infertile. For example, the horse... And the burro, the donkey, Mm -hmm. when they mate a horse with a burro, you get a mule, but the mule is sterile. Mules cannot mate with other mules and produce other mules. No. You have to go back to the source of horse or donkey. Mm -hmm. Same thing with humankind. So humans are humans and then these demonic aliens get to them and they make them hybrids. Mm-hmm. They become hybrids. I don't believe a hybrid because it's against nature. God's nature could then mate with other hybrids or another human and then have another hybrid. Right. They can't right. do it. Mm-mm. That's why you have Madonna and you have uh, Angelina Jolie, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt adopting all these children. Mm-hmm. They can't reproduce. So right. they adopt them 
or they do the fake, what is it, mom bump? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyonce mm-hmm. doing the fake bump. Come on. They can't reproduce because they're hybrid. They're alien infested hybrids. Anyway, I digress. Mm. So, two species cannot mate and create another creature without it being infertile. Mm-hmm. That's why God says, after its own kind, after its own kind. Correct. But in this dollar dispensation that we're living in, nay, nay. Mm-hmm. They say different, and they want to make it different. So we're going to start with the first story about this Canadian woman. She's a woman. But she refuses to be a woman. She says she's non-binary. Yep. She's a trans non-binary person. So she's not a man or a woman. (laughs) She's just non-binary. And if that wasn't confusing enough, this non-binary person who's neither male or female has sex and gets impregnated. So I don't know how a creature that's non-binary, that's neither male nor female, could then be impregnated like a female. Because only a female can get impregnated. Mm -hmm. But nay, nay. Oh, no. Nay, nay. Mm -mm. So she has this baby. This is in Canada. You know what? I know we got a lot of Canadian listeners. Your country's like uh, going down the poop hole. (laughs) Seriously, man. You're as bad as us. America. No gender designation on Canadian health card of baby born to non-binary trans parent. Is a headline. And this is a possible world first that a baby in Canada who was born outside the medical system in British Columbia and did not receive a genital inspection. <laughs> that means a doctor didn't look at the genitalia and go, well, that's a boy and that's a female. Because mm-hmm. that's how you tell. Right? Right. Uh, so that wasn't given an inspection, but the kid was given a health card without a gender designation of male or female. Instead, the card just lists the you, probably for unknown or unspecified. So they just got a you. So this kid, this brand new baby who has nothing to do with this nonsense, its name, and I don't know if it's a male or female, but its name is Cyril Atlee Doty. Cyril was denied a birth certificate. Now, Cyril's parent, Corey Doty, is a non-binary trans. Oh, dear Lord. But we know from the story, because she had a baby, that she's not a non-binary trans. She's actually a female mm. who's lying to herself. Right? Mm-hmm. Let me... Okay. Physically... You're either male or female. Right. Physically. If you don't want to go that route, you can do uh, chromosomes, either X or Y, or your DNA, mm-hmm. right? right? Hormones. There's several things that make you male or female. Now, if you deny that, if you say, I'm not because I believe I'm something else, and there's no physical evidence that you're something else, mm-hmm. that's your imagination. That's right. That's a product of your imagination. So if you're imagining that you're something else so much, mm-hmm. far removed from what you really are, that's mental illness. Right. That's a lying spirit. Mm-hmm. These people are mentally ill. Right. 
they're nuts. But nay, nay, we're going to give them a voice. So here's what the parent says, Dodie. She says, it is up to Cyril to decide how they identify when they are old enough to develop their own gender identity. I'm not going to foreclose their choices based on an arbitrary assignment of gender at birth based on an inspection of their genitals. Of course, here's a group called Gender Free ID Coalition, and they're campaigning to end state-assigned gender in Canada. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dodie goes on. Here's the the trans-binary parent who really is a female because she just had a baby. Says, when I was born, doctors looked at my genitals and made assumptions about who I would be. Wow. They look at her genitals and said, well, this is a female baby. (laughs) Yeah, how horrible. How dare them, Uh these stupid doctors. And she says, and those assignments followed me and followed my identification throughout my life. Hmm, I wonder why. Yeah. Those assumptions were incorrect. And I ended up having to do a lot of adjustments since then. So everybody else was wrong. Mm -hmm. The doctors are wrong. Society's wrong. Her teachers are wrong. Her parents are wrong. Her priest was wrong. Her gynecologist was wrong. You know. Uh, Now, when she delivered this baby, did she deliver it out of a vagina or a penis or a non-binary black hole? I don't know. Because according to her, she has neither. Mm -hmm. But we know better. Right. Because, well, we're normal. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, this parent has asked for a judicial review of the decision not to give Cyril a birth certificate. And uh, she plans to argue that requiring a gender marker violates Cyril's, the baby's rights as a Canadian citizen to life, liberty, and security of the person. Basically, mental, mental illness. She's a nut. But, you know, she's a nut. But the thing is... Um, Society going along with that? <laughs> the dollar dispensation. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't make it up. It's de-evolving. It's just totally collapsing on itself. Okay. I'm going to play the theme song for today. And we'll go on to the next story about babies. It's related. Babies for trans women that were born men. Chew on that one. <laughs> Kapow Radio Show Network. Kapow stands for Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness. Kapow is sponsored by Fitbit Media, a digital publisher of ebooks. Fitbookmedia.com has a selection of ebooks about spiritual warfare and Christian living. Visit fitbookmedia.com. That's F I F T H O O K Media.com. Remember, that's fitbookmedia.com. F I F T H O O K. Kapow! What's up, yo? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm done, yo. Demons in My Marriage Bed from all online digital retailers, such as Amazon.com, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. Please do not be fooled that such things cannot happen to you. Rather, get prepared and become the spiritual warrior needed to overcome in these perilous times in which we all live. Surprise 
Just pour me a drink and I'll tell you some lies Got nothing to lose, so you just sing the blues All the time Live on the rocks, baby <laughs> Love on the Rocks. Thank you, Neil, for that uh, beautiful theme song. Uh, you know what? Because it's Love on the Rocks for these people. They got nothing to lose. They just sing the blues all the time. Okay, here is Wombs for Men. Wombs for Men. Yep. Wombs for Men. Okay, and uh, let's see. I lost my... There we go. Hello. Okay. I, I love I love the, the way they do this, and in the in the picture here, they're using this Hayden Cross chick. Mm. We did a story on her not too long ago. Yeah. This is how ridiculous these people are. Hayden Cross is a female with a vagina mm-hmm. and all the plumbing of a female, but Hayden says she is a male, so she's a transsexual to male. Hayden got pregnant. You know why she got pregnant? Because she's a female. But now they made her a hero as British's first female to male transsexual to become pregnant. (laughs) That's absolutely ridiculous. How could she be the first female to male transsexual to become pregnant? It's a woman who got pregnant. It happens every moment of the day mm-hmm. just because she wants to dress like a boy doesn't make her so exactly hello all right so before you start yelling <laughs> transgender women who's a transgender woman that's a man a transgender woman is a man dressed like a woman transgender women who were born male should be given womb transplants so that they can have children. Leading NHS doctors have told the Mail on Sunday. Uh, NHS, what, National Health something. Mm -hmm. Fertility experts say, you're going to love this one, taxpayers should fund such transplants. For those who identify as women, on the basis of equality enshrined in law. Wow. Wow. Even if that was possible, ah. can you imagine your tax dollars going to put a womb into some dude? Um, yeah, because he wants to play a house. Mm-hmm. And that's our problem. Yeah. Because uh, equality enshrined in law. Well, I want to be a billionaire. How come I? Uh, how you just give me a bunch of money, taxpayer money? Because I, I think I'm a billionaire. Mm-hmm. I identify as a billionaire. Wow! I tell you what. If I was Linda Blair right now in that movie, The Exorcist, my, my head would be spinning around. <laughs> yeah, spitting out green, uh, green no, crap. No, my head's spinning. I mean, yeah. I can't Zzz. seem to it's, it's hard comprehend to, this stuff. It's hard when you're a normal person to read this and go... Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It, it's even hard to follow transgender woman. Or accept. Yeah. I, I can't accept this. Well, leading the debate on the controversial procedure is medical ethics lawyer Dr. Amir who is pressing for talks on whether womb transplants for women should be publicly funded. Mm. Okay, these are not women. They're men, dressed as women. Anyway, 
what what he's saying is that it would lead others demanding wombs, including gay and straight men, who wanted to experience the joys of carrying a child. What the hell is wrong with these people? Yeah, I mean, I you're, you're bringing in human beings into this world like it's popcorn. Yeah. Let's go make some popcorn. Designer cars. Freaks, man. I'm telling you, it's not my party. If it was, it'd be over. <laughs> it was. I mean, thank God I'm not God. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, really, I'm, I'm not lying to you, folks. You probably feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Critics say that uh, the national health uh, people should not waste precious resources just to allow trans women to pursue an authentic female experience. But, of course, there's other campaigners, and they, uh, they think it's a good idea. Ga- gynecologists are increasingly convinced that implanting a donor womb into a person born with male organs is possible. And one top doctor is saying it's just a decade away. They believe the recent success of uterine transplantation in women born without wombs has drawn it a step closer. So this is what they're working on. Um, they want to put wombs into men. And then they bring in this stupid Hayden chick again. Uh, because this is this is their poster girl. Mm. This is their poster girl. Uh, let's see what they say about her. They say, um, oh, yeah, because, you know, she got pregnant and she's a man. And But the thing is, she already has a womb. She's a female. She never quit being female. Yeah. In fact, that's why she stopped her, what do you call it? Um, her, Transition. Yeah. Yeah. So that she can get yeah. pregnant and have a kid. Yeah. So, so it doesn't really go with this story. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with artificial wombs. But, yeah, she's the poster child. Mm-hmm. And they, they keep using her. They go, doctors, um, you know, uh, talk about Hayden Cross, the first British female to male transsexual to become pregnant. Well, she isn't a female to male transsexual. Mm-hmm. She's still a female. And she's due to give birth. She's 21 years old. She was born Paige. But, oh, they say his sex change on hold, just like you said, mm-hmm. so they could have a baby. That means she's still a female. Mm-hmm. Is that stupid? Yeah, it is. Especially because they do refer to her as a pregnant man. And it, it, she's not. And the rest of us are just supposed to buy this like this is normal. All right. Enough of that. Next story. I need some more love on the rocks. Love on the rocks. Rocks. Ain't no surprise. Ain't no surprise. Just pour me a pour drink, drink. Yeah. Can I tell Take you some lies? I love this song, Miss Pat. Got nothing to lose. I wish I share would have done this song. Well, you could probably do it as sure. There you go. See your hair. Okay. I need my horse. Uh, I need my horse. Uh, I need my carrots. I think my ear is bleeding. Your ears are bleeding. Hey, there's no sex in the future to procreate. Now well, They're working you, on that, and they're saying, like, within 30 years, that's that's... Possible. Possible. Now, you read those scriptures in Genesis that said, God said to uh, multiply and replenish the earth. Mm -hmm. He made everything out of its own kind. But nay, nay. No. Nay, nay. Our dullard dispensation says we can do it all in a lab. That's right. Now, did you say 30 years? Yeah, within 30 years. Wow. So they're no longer... Need to have sex. Now, you can see how the, this agenda is destroying 
male and female relationships, mm-hmm. marriage, family, gender, male and female. It's total confusion and chaos right from the first story on mm-hmm. about this little baby that wasn't assigned anything because uh, no one looked between its legs. Mm-hmm. And now they're fighting for genderless kids up to uh, trans women who are men given wombs. Mm-hmm. And you can see it's all a, a theme. That's right. It's love on the rocks. Yeah, they're hoping that um, that in order that conceiving children in a laboratory is going to be the norm. The norm. Mm-hmm. Now, who's uh, who's saying this? Uh, uh, Hank-, Hank Greeley, who's the director of Stanford's or Stanford's Law School Center for Law and the Biosciences. And he believes reproductive processes will begin with parents choosing from a range of embryos created in a lab with the DNA. It's like going to the marijuana store, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And picking your own hybrid marijuana. He says, although this could already take place, uh, Mr. Greeley believes it will become far cheaper to do so when couples will opt for this method to prevent diseases. Yeah, that's how they're going to sell it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it will get to the point where parents have the ability to choose eye or hair color and all that stuff. Designer babies. Exactly. But you don't need to choose a gender because everybody should be genderless. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to have male or female to procreate because you yeah. just have these things made out of labs. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. That's the goal. Barbie and Ken's. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then he, he makes a little joke. Mr. Greeley's a funny, yeah, guy. He's a funny guy. He says, I think one of the hardest things about this will be all the divorces that come about. <laughs> when she wants embryo number 15 and he wants number 64. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, he's now they, they can't have like gender specific names. You can't call your child Rose or David. No. You just give them numbers. <laughs> yeah. I'm 64. I'm, I'm 15. 15. <laughs> you know, I'm seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. Seven, seven. I'm number nine, number nine. He says, I think the decision-making will be a real challenge for people. How do you weigh a slightly higher chance of diabetes with a slightly lower risk of schizophrenia against better musical ability and much lower risk of colon cancer? Good luck. <laughs> mm. So anyway, that's, uh, that's what he want to do. They, uh, in 30 years, they want to make life in a laboratory without procreation without multiplying and replenishing the earth according to male and female according to God's commands of creation mm-hmm. it says here that Mr. Greeley argues that this method of procreation would be cost efficient due to the savings that would be made on health care and he argues that if certain diseases can be avoided any expenditure on this method would be offset by reduced cost on potential treatments. Sure. Because your kid wouldn't, uh, you know, you wouldn't have problems. It would be perfect and all that stuff. Except when that little alien demon spirit pops up in the middle of the night and slashes these non-binary parents to death with a hatchet. Yeah. That's the story I'm going to do in 30 years on Freedom Friday. And I will be laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Told you so. Okay. Neil, come back in because Love on the Rocks goes perfect with his next story. This is about these poor Japanese men who are total freaks. Freaks. Total Japanese. These Japanese men, these particular Japanese men. These are Fuji people. Yeah, these are Fuji. This is 
Well, I don't know what's more disturbing, the the pictures of them and their sex dolls, the sex dolls or them, when you look at them uh, with disgusting. them. Yeah, it, I think folks, it's, it's them. Yeah, it's them. Folks, you've got to go to our Facebook page, Fifth Hook Media. Look at this story. I don't know. It's five or six down the, the road. And look at these these men with their sex dolls. Okay, Neil, are you ready? Okay, Neil's back in the studio. Let's go. Love on the rocks. Ain't no surprise. Just pour me a dream. Can I tell you some lies? I feel like a nightclub singer. Hello. You do sound like one. So you just sing the blues. By the time this is over, this program, we'll have created a, a brain worm. Oh, yeah. I'll go sleep. Love on the rocks. And I don't almost, know why I do the sigh at the end. I don't know. It's just part of my Neil Diet. Live on the rocks. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have I, no idea. I don't know. Okay. Weird Japanese men. Disgusting. You talk about I'm love sorry. on the rocks. Just, fuchi. Is it Fuchi? Yes. How, how Fuchi nasty. is it? Nasty. Nasty, nasty. Uh, yeah. Yeah, really nasty. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And then when I read the article, ugh. Okay. Well, let's 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 give our disgust to everybody else. Silicone Sally, Japanese men find true love with sex dolls. You have to see these pictures. The, the, the first picture alone, see this fat. I know this big obese fat guy with, and he's combing the wig of this doll. It's just crazy. It hurts. What do they call a rubber doll or something like yeah. that? Yeah. This is from Tokyo. When the spark went out of Masayuki Osaki's marriage, he found an unusual outlet to plug the romantic void. A silicone sex doll, he swears, is the love of his life. The size, it's life-size. It's a life-size dummy called Mayu. He shares his bed under the same roof as Osaki's wife and teenage daughter in Tokyo. An arrangement that triggered angry rows before a delicate truce was finally declared. Here's what he says. After my wife gave birth, we stopped having sex. Well, he won't need that in 30 years. And I felt a deep sense of loneliness. The 45-year-old physiotherapist. So he's an educated man. Yeah, he's not stupid. Uh, But the moment I saw Mayu in the showroom, they have showrooms. They have showrooms for these things. Yeah. It was love at first sight. Ah. He, uh, He takes his doll on dates, Ms. Capel. He rolls her around in a wheelchair. He dresses her in wigs, sexy clothes, and jewelry. He says, my wife was furious when I first bought Mayu home. These days, she puts up with it reluctantly. Um, it's going to be like, you know, that lampshade from the uh, yeah. you know, the movie uh, Christmas Story? Yep. And she breaks the lampshade. Okay. When my daughter realized it wasn't a giant Barbie doll, she freaked out and said it was gross. <laughs> but now she's old enough to share Mayu's clothes. <laughs> that's, that's disgusting. See, there's a picture of him. In the bathtub with this rubber doll. Oh, Lord, yeah. Dear Lord. Yeah. Well, this guy is just one in an increasing number of Japanese men turning to rubber romance. Yeah. Disgusting. The the country has lost its mojo. Ah. He also admits to being turned off by human relationships. I can imagine. He says, Japanese women are cold-hearted. Oh, and he said this while on a seaside stroll with his... uh, Doll. Silicone. He takes please. her to the beach. There's a picture of a guy in the water and the doll's on a surfboard. And so they're having a good day. What do you, you 
Can you imagine <laughs> if we're wandering around Mesquite and we see men with these rubber dolls, silicone squeezes? Yeah, and uh, they're sitting at a restaurant and they're giving them coffee and they're having a conversation with them. Ay ay ay! It's time to end it. Uh, he, this guy says about Japanese women, they're very selfish. Men want someone to listen to them without grumbling when they get home from work. Oh, so yeah, I, he's not selfish. No, and I guess a doll does that. A doll will listen to you um, all night long. Uh, whatever problems I have, Mayu is always there waiting for me. I love her to bits, and I want to be with her forever. I can't imagine going back to a human being. I want to be buried with her and take her to heaven. Oh, Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, the good thing about these, these dolls is uh, they have removable heads. <laughs> So <laughs> about around 2,000 of the, uh, the dolls, they cost about six grand in U.S. currency. They come with adjustable fingers, removable head, and genitalia. All righty. Okay? I don't know. So okay. I don't you can do there. non-binary. You can go either or. Yeah, um, well, oh, my God. You see the picture of him uh, laying yeah, in bed I with this one? Yeah, I can't look at that one. Uh-huh. I know. Ooh, that's bad. So no. anyway. Uh, I, I wouldn't go on and on, but uh, it's it's pretty gross. Um, this this one guy says his heart flutters when he comes home to Saori. He added the the married father of two. He's he's married and has has two kids, and he picnicked with his uh, his doll here recently. His heart flutters. He says uh, she never betrays me. She makes my worries melt away. Um, the relationship with his doll has divided his family. Hmm. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, but he won't give her up. He says, no. my son accepts it. My daughter can't. Um, the guy's wife has banned the rubber doll from the family home. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'll never date a real woman again. They're heartless. He, insists, um, he insisted uh, that he would never do that. And he has two dolls in his apartment. And... Um, and he has a headless rubber torso also. Oh, so you can't beat that. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, Lord Jesus. No. Um, he says he would never go back to his wife because he wouldn't be able to take a bath with his rubber doll or Saori or snuggle up with her and watch TV. He said he's slipping the doll into some racy purple lingerie. He says, I don't want to destroy what I have with her. To oh. me, she's human. Oh, um, can you imagine this? No, because uh, I would have that thing destroyed. Yeah, um, very, very weird. But it's it's a true thing. When I first read this article, I thought, ah, that's got to be it's got to be a joke. Mm-mm. But it's not. It's not. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about Las Vegas here. Mm-hmm. Here's some more sex stories coming up. First, I need uh, Neil Diamond uh, to come back in the studio. <laughs> Neil, are you ready? Okay, he's ready. Love on the rocks. Ain't no surprise. Just pour me a drink and I'll tell you some lies. Mm, yeah. Give me a rubber to baby. Lose, so you just sing the blues. I sing the blues with my rubber doll. Uh, all, 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 alone. The time. all the time. Um, I'm gonna name my rubber doll Miss Kapow. Hey. Number two. No way. Miss Kapow sixty four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Here, okay. All right. Las Vegas folks. Um uh. don't don't come here. Uh this dude oh <laughs> this you see the picture of this guy. I do. Uh he's kinda like a Charles Manson. Uh, I guess he could be an, a young Charles Manson, I would say. Yeah. 
Las Vegas police arrested a man Sunday. This is last Sunday after receiving reports of a sexual assault mm. on the side of a Central Valley Road. I, I, folks, I want you to know he was in a planter, a planter. Uh, yeah, that's and, what he looks like, a weed. <laughs> yeah. Police found a dead woman at the scene and arrested uh, Joseph Martinez. He's 57 years old. And they arrested him for what? One count of unlawful sexual penetration of a dead body. Uh, she was dead in a planner. And he was boinking it. Maybe he thought it was a, a rubber, rubber doll. doll. Yeah. Well, she didn't, she didn't chat back to him. She didn't, she, didn't, she didn't argue with him. Mm-mm. So he's in love with her. According to his arrest report, uh, the police arrived. Uh, it was in the middle of the afternoon, like 4.30 in the afternoon. So it wasn't like dark. Yeah. And the area was located near a church, apparently. Mm. Yeah, it's hot. And, yeah, oh, it's hot. Else. The dead woman appeared to be homeless huh, and had no identification on her. Well, yeah, she's in a planner. <laughs> she's in a planner. Yeah, she's probably not doing too well. Uh, Martinez is being held without bail. He said that he met the woman the night before, but later on she died. So according to the arrest report, uh, there is an investigation going on to see how she died. And uh, they determined the woman had died about two to four hours before the incident. So she'd been dead two to four hours before he decided to uh, do his love on the rocks. Ain't no surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway, that's that's Vegas for you. So what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Thank God. So, you know, you could be walking around, some guys uh, having public sex in a planner, <laughs> which would be disgusting enough, but then you discover <laughs> it's a dead body. And then you Ooh, go, fun wow, times. we are the dullard dispensation. Uh, okay, no, I don't need Neil. I don't need Deal to come back in the studio for this story because this has nothing to do with Love on the Rocks. It's about marijuana. July 1st. Nevada dispensaries went online. But this is the start of dollarism. This is the start of dollarism. I want you to know, folks, and the reason I'm doing this story is because of the astounding number. It went online over, I mean, it was a short weekend, too. July 1st. It was July 1st and July 2nd. And I know the dispensary here in Mesquite was closed the 3rd and 4th. So this was just over the weekend. In legal pot, they sold three to five million dollars in a weekend. A weekend on their first legal weekend, mm-hmm. three to five million dollars. So when you hear this stuff, I don't have any money. I'm out of work. Uh, I I don't know. Three to five million dollars. They said a lot of people were from other states. Other mm-hmm. states. We talked to people that we know. That, well. I play music with a guy whose wife works at the dispensary. Mm. We've talked to people, and they said here there was a line, uh, one or two hour line, and most of the people were from Utah, good Mormons, uh, Arizona. Some people even from Vegas came up here to buy the weed. You know, this stuff is going for like four hundred dollars an ounce. Uh, unbelievable, very expensive. So. Um, it's going to take a little while before they can get specific numbers, but the Nevada Dispensary Association believes it sold about three to five million dollars worth in marijuana products last weekend, and um, they believe they're right on target for the thirty million projected in tax revenue. Mm-hmm. Yay! It's all about taxes. It's all about helping the schools. It's all about helping people in need. 
with these great taxes they're going to get. Oh, my Lord. This was just one of them off the strip, man. Mm-hmm. Um, people just went all over the place. They went crazy. They were very excited about it. In fact, the casinos uh, said there are some of them that are working to become marijuana friendly. So because the, the law is you still can't smoke it or ingest it in public. You have to do it in the privacy of your own home. And obviously, you can't drive under the influence. Not that anybody would. Of course, they wouldn't. Oh, of course not. Um, but the casinos are trying to get these these pot bars going. So you can go into a casino. You can you can buy your pot. You can smoke it right there. You can be high. You can stay in there. You can gamble your money away. And you can wind up dead in a planter being dorked uh, by some Charles Manson-looking guy. And, you know, that's those are, those are lofty goals. Mm. Those are lofty goals. But I think that's what a generation of dullard people would think is happening okay i don't need neil diamond on this one no love on the rocks this is our last story miss Powell. all right this one i learned something on this one texting on the move turns your walk into an ungainly lollop this is from the science section of the telegraph you ever see people walk and text at the same time they lollop they put one foot oh yeah uh <laughs> Texting on the move may sometimes be essential, but be warned, it turns your gait into an ungainly lollop. That's what lollop. scientists have found. Yes. Researchers from the Ruskin University found texters adopt a cautious and exaggerated stepping strategy to avoid tripping over hazards, which is pretty smart. Mm. Subjects were fitted with eye trackers to record where they looked and motion analysis sensors to record how they walked as they used a phone while negotiating a floor-based obstacle similar to height to a roadside curb. This is pretty sad, though, that they actually did a test. Yes. Um, the Dollard Dispensation. You know what they found, Ms. Capel? In all phone use, whether texting, phoning, or scrawling, you ever scrawl? On a phone? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. So what are you doing today? I'm scrawling. I'm on my phone scrawling. Love on the rocks. Ain't no surprise. <laughs> I'm just scrawling around, telling my lies. Okay. Oh, scrawling. You're sc- I think they meant scrolling. They spelled it scrawling. S-C-R-A-W-L-I-N-G. Didn't they mean sc- scrolling? I think so. And Sc- then the roadside curb is spelled K-E-R-B. Are these people, what kind of ignoramus, what kind of dullard wrote this? They spelled curb with a K? Yep. K-E-R-B. K-E-R-B, curb. Okay. So these people are on pot. They're having sex with rubber dolls, and they're scrolling through contacts. They mean scrolling. Anyway, it causes users to look less frequently and for less time at the obstacle on the ground. Wow. Horrible writing. Mm-hmm. They adopt a cautious strategy. It involves lifting their their uh, lead foot higher and slower. So you, you start walking like Frankenstein is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, they found that using a phone means we look less frequently and for less time at the ground, but we adapt our visual search behavior and our style of walking so we're able to negotiate static obstacles in a safe manner. That's what every crook knows. And so if you're walking in Vegas doing this, they know this. So that's when they run up and steal your purse or grab your wallet or, sure. or cold cocky in the face or whatever they're going to do. Every crook instinctively, I mean, because they're predators, they look at someone and they know when they're weak. Mm-hmm. So if you're walking around looking at your phone like this, you, you're, you're emanating weakness to a predator. 
you, you're you, vulnerable. You're very vulnerable. Um, so anyway, it says, uh, this results in phone users adopting a slow and exaggerated stepping action, you know, like Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Now, accidents are likely to be the result of objects suddenly appearing that phone users were not aware of, aware of you know, like vehicles, pedestrians, curbs, mm-hmm. dogs. Yeah. Now, this is what I didn't know. There's a big picture here, and I thought this was a joke. But it's not. It says texting lanes have been installed in some cities, and there's a big picture and it's a uh, diagram of a cell phone, and it says texting, and people are walking one direction. And then there's a double white line. Like, you don't cross. Don't cross that. I guess like hitting a brick wall. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is a text cell phone with the no symbol on it, and it says no texting. So I thought this was like a Photoshop, ha ha. Mm-hmm. But this is a real picture. And what's sad is that on the texting aisle, uh-huh. there's four people. The no texting only has one person. You notice that? <laughs> so everybody has their, their head down texting. Mm. The problem of text walkers. That's the new term. Uh, the guy's a text walker. Walker. It's become such a problem that cities such as Antwerp in Belgium. Mm. Antwerp mm-hmm. has introduced text walking lanes so that they do not irritate or endanger other pedestrians. <laughs> wow. See, and then they just run into each other. <laughs> like a bunch of ants, a bunch of dullards. The scheme is the brainchild of a local mobile phone business called Inlab, which says many smartphones are broken in collisions between texters. They run at each other and they break their phones. Miss Kapow, what kind of world? What, seriously. I know, I know. It's- what happened to mankind so quickly in the last... I mean, I wouldn't even say 50 years. I mean, the last 10 years. 10. I would say 10. My goodness. China has already started segregating footpaths with special lanes for those using their phones. So China has to do the same thing. Initiatives are also being introduced in a number of European countries to place fixed warnings on the ground to alert pedestrians to the presence of roads and tram tracks. Wow. Because you can't see them. Because you got your your nose in a stupid pocket computer. Because you can't wait. Oh, my Lord. In the study, which was published, they said the relative amount of time spent looking at the obstacle reduced by up to 61% when using a phone. Wow, that's You just don't high. see stuff in your way. Uh, the study found that writing a text message resulted in the greatest adaptations in visual search behavior and walking style or gait compared to reading text or talking on a phone. Well, that's because you're moving both your little thumbs and mm-hmm. trying to think, and you're trying to write while you're walking and not looking where you're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. When writing a text, the lead foot is 18% higher while clearing the obstacle compared to not using a phone, which is 40% slower. Similar but less extreme results are seen when reading text and talking on the phone. Wow. Anyway, it goes on and on about these uh, people. Wow. Man. Researchers found that people unconsciously adopt the posture because their body senses that they are at a greater risk of falling over. (laughs) But nay, nay, we don't let that bother us. Mm -mm. So they have these large exaggerated movements. Uh, to try to help them negotiate stuff. So 
You know what I see in my head? Those videos that we've seen with those uh, dogs that people put little little um, socks on, yeah. and they're not used to those that yeah. feeling. So they've got this really exaggerated walk, and they do. They look drunk. Yeah, basically. This is how I imagine these people look. With the snow booties on, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're trying to shake them off. <laughs> or the Elaine Bennis dance, you know. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> unbelievable. There's a univer- university of Bath. The University of Bath recently found that textures had developed a protective shuffle that prevents them from bumping into obstacles. Or See, now I do hazards. that shuffle. But I've been doing that since I was little. Yeah, it's not to protect yourself. It's no. just It's just the Asian way of schlick-schlocking. <laughs> it's because when you're little, your mama made you wear those uh, those bamboo slippers. <laughs> put your hair in tight ponytails to make you look more Asian. Um, <laughs> they discovered that it took those texting 26% longer to complete a walking task compared to those who were not distracted by their phones. Well, that's only logical. Yeah. That that would happen. Oh. <sighs> And like you said, the fact that you did a study on this yeah. is humorous, but it's very but, sad. Yeah. It's humorous, but it's very sad. Definitely. Um, yeah. Instead of doing a study of, you know, able-bodied men in their 30s, uh, when swinging a hammer, building a house, use 60% more muscle mass. You know, instead of that mm-hmm. study, it's dollars walking and uh, bumping into each other and tripping over stuff because they can't get their face out of a, of a pocket computer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I'm going to read a scripture in Proverbs. Okay. It says, A scorner seeks wisdom and finds it not, but knowledge is easy unto him that understands. Go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. And the wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. Wow. That's a good one, Mr. Pan. And that's true. Well, we're going to end on that note then. All right. And uh, we're going to have Neil come in one last time, and then um, that'll be it. Ciao, babies. Good night. Love on the rocks. Ain't no surprise. Just pour me a drink and I'll tell you some lies Got nothing to lose, so you just sing the blues All the time